0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us and welcome to A Turn of Events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Naife, the CEO and Creative Director of Naife Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City, but we do events all over the world. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. That could be anything from galas, retreats, trade shows, offsites, training programs, golf outings all kinds of stuff we are doing virtual live and hybrid so if you are interested in still doing a virtual event we are doing a few of those but most of our clients have now moved to a live event which is very very exciting if you are a wedding and event or a wedding or event producer Um, or planner and they're looking to start your own business or you're struggling in your current business, please follow us over at Event Planner Society, Facebook group, great group of people. We have almost 1500 people in the group, which is really, really amazing. Great content. I'm gonna be sharing all kinds of stuff. I am gonna be doing a workshop again here coming soon all kinds of stuff that I'm gonna share up with my 30 years experience in the industry. So join us over there. Event Planner Society would love to have you. My next guest is really amazing. She's just so smart and so amazing. I just love her to pieces. Her name is Stephanie Paveo. She is a business growth strategist. And she's the founder of Gold Key Real Estate Group and has run a successful real estate business since 2013. Investing in real estate herself and helping her clients build wealth through real estate is a major passion for her. She teaches her clients to build multiple streams of income, which we're gonna talk about, and I am very passionate about that. Um, She, and how to make money work for you. This is what started her passion for personal development and growing her leadership, coaching, and sales skills. She's taken extensive training through MAPS Coaching, Baffini, I think I'm saying that right, and Company Coaching, Red Apple Coaching, Landmark, Worldwide, and Proctor gallagher Institute. Please welcome Stephanie. So today, you guys, we're going to talk about setting goals and money mindset, which I love this topic. It's very, very important, and we're going to talk about what that looks like. Okay, so
1: what's the difference between A, B, or C goals, Stephanie? All right. Well, thanks so much again for having me. This is my favorite topic. It's what I usually um, can talk hours about. But one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs have is they they have goals. But when I, when I dig deeper, I typically find that their goals are not aligned truly with what they want. So I usually ask what's their A, B and C goal and I'll explain what that is. Okay. An A goal is a goal that you know that you can achieve and you know what you need to do in order to get that goal. Right? So like, for example, I want to lose 10 pounds. I know what I got to do in order to do that. And I have a good idea of how long it'll take me to get there. A B goal is something that is a stretch, a stretch goal. So something like, for example, let's say last year you made $100,000 and this year you're going for 200,000. It's a stretch from last time. You don't know exactly how you're going to get there, but something you want to do, but you have an idea of how to get there in the next steps. Mm -hmm. The goal is something that if I were to wave a magic wand and I can ask you for anything that you want to achieve in the world, what is that goal? And that's usually a much bigger stretch. Like I want to earn a million dollars. I want to earn a net $2 million. I want to live full-time on the beach. And this is the goal I ask about. So this is the start of the conversation. And then I go from there,
0: right? Right. Okay.
1: Great. Great. Yeah. I'm, it seems like, I mean, it's,
0: I think it's important to set goals. Don't you? Absolutely. If you don't have a direction, you won't get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. So how do I define or figure out my
1: why? So defining and figure out your why you really have to dig really deep. Um, and so there's a variety of different things that you can do. We have different games and tools that you can play with that you can kind of now dig deeper and see like, What is it that I've always wanted And take away all the distractions, all the other opinions, all of the other fears and doubts? What would I truly want? And so this requires a lot of meditation, a time to really dig deep. So I actually have a workshop that I do where we actually break it down step by step on how to figure out the why. Yeah. Uh, And it really is digging deep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's, I'm, I've said this before in other podcasts. I'm really not good at meditating. I mean, you know, I work out every morning. So I I do have that feel like I'm in a meditation when I'm working out, but I'm not good at like sitting and, you know, doing this whole meditation thing. So, so how often should we review and rewrite our goals?
1: Yes. So I actually specifically wrote rewrite because it's one thing to actually have it in your head, but when you write it out every single day? And the answer is daily. Just like you were to go work out, just like you're gonna eat right, whatever you do with repetition will be the, the best thing. Yeah. Some people will do a once a year workshop or they'll do something where they, you know, they're reviewing their goals for the year or maybe they're doing it quarterly. You really need to sit with your goal every single day. So if you can set aside five minutes a day, uninterrupted, where you're sitting with your goal and you're rewriting it and you're digging deep, is this goal in alignment with what's happening currently? Is this still the next path, right? So it's a daily action, five minutes minimum a day. If you can do it multiple times a day, even better. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you visualize your goal? So visualizing your goal, I like to set a bit of homework before we do the visualization. So again, really digging deep on why you want the goal. And what would be a 24-hour action step that you can take to feel that better so it's all about the feeling of the goal so for example let's say for example you wanted to get a tesla it's on your list of things that you want right so my homework to you would be this weekend i want you to go to tesla and i want you to take it for a test drive all right and then people are i will get the feeling of being inside the car they can imagine themselves driving to a client's house or driving to their driveway. And they're getting that feeling. So that same exact feeling is what I want people to do when they're when they're feeling and meditating in their goal, right? It's all about actually believing it's happening. So it's taking an action step to like, have that feeling, understand that feeling. For example, if you're looking for a, a bigger home, start looking at bigger homes today, yeah. right? Start yeah. thinking, By the end of this year, I'm going to buy this home and start telling yourself these types of things. Right, right. Now, bit woo woo and it sounds a little bit like wow this is not how you do it it's really truly believing it and at first it may feel like it's a lie at first it may feel like this is not real the more you do it the more it feels real and then it, it progresses from that
0: yeah for sure i've done that with a parking spot believe it or not something as simple as a parking spot where I'm coming into the city and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get that parking spot. It's going to be close to my house. I know I'm going to get it. It's going to be there. I I feel positive about it. It's that parking spot situation. And honestly, it seems to work every time. So I don't know. It's kind of funny. What's the difference between meditation and visualization? Yeah. So
1: like you just mentioned, meditation is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, I do. I don't know why, but... Um, but they just don't know how to do it between meditation and visualization so the meditation is to put you in a healthier state Uh, it's to put you into a calmer state it can be just literally controlling your breath it could be not really having thoughts specifically Mm -hmm. it could be really just calming the mind and and the body right being aware being more self-aware the thing with meditation is a lot of people think that your mind shuts off with meditation and they just feel like they can't do it because your mind never shuts off. And the thing is, and the, here's a secret, your, your mind's always going. Oh, right. There's no way to shut it off. Even the monks will tell you, it's just about controlling your mind and controlling your thoughts and controlling your breathing. But visualization specifically is that specific act of visualizing your goal. So you don't need to necessarily put them together. They're two separate things. If you can put them together, great. If not, then visualizing your goal for five minutes a day, like I said, where you're basically in the moment of seeing it as it's true. So one thing that I shared with my uh, my clients is that I used to be 100 pounds overweight, right?
0: Wow.
1: So that, that is a big feat in a sense. So this one's what I'm saying. It works. It's a daily decision, Right. So visualization of the person you're going to become. If you don't believe that you can become this person, if you don't believe that this can actually be attained, it will never right. So what I did was I actually visualized myself in a really sexy outfit on stage dancing salsa. Because a little note about me is I used to be a dancer and for eight years I stopped dancing, which led to the weight gain, right? It led right. to what makes you, what fills your heart. Right. When I was working out, I literally would see myself dancing a routine in that outfit on stage in, in front of thousands of people. And at this point, I had never done that. I was just a social dancer. And I made everything happen because I saw it daily. And I really broke it down into the action steps that I needed to do. And I stuck with the goal until that goal was achieved.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Did you get the goal? Did you get on, day, on stage?
1: Yeah, I, I have videos on YouTube to prove it. So I, <laughs> I've been performing for three years now, but with COVID, it's been a little bit uh a bit yeah. That's
0: exciting. Well, what an awesome goal! And you achieved that. I'm so proud of you. That's really amazing. So, so again, with the um, the goals of A, B, and C, should I visualize my B or C goal or both? So, why don't we remind them what the B and C goals are, and then should we, you know, should we be visualizing both of them?
1: Yeah. So the B goal is something that is a stretch goal. It's something that you never achieve, but you know what you need to do in order to get it. And the Seagull is something that really is deeply aligned, your bigger vision. If I were to wave a magic wand, what would you want? And I want you to visualize both. And the reason why is because what makes you achieve your actions is being excited every day. So if I were to ask you, do you wake up every day excited to take action on your goal? And a lot of people will say no. So, there's a lot of hard work in getting to a certain goal, you know, lead generation, the act of making phone calls, DMing. And so it drags down the energy of the right. right. People want the, the end goal, but they're not willing to build the habits to get there. And so, climate, right. right? So, I want people to wake up every day excited beyond measure so that they can look past that and be like, I know with certainty this is where I'm getting. And it doesn't matter what I got to do in order to get there. So, right. If, if your goal is too small, you're not going to get excited enough to do the action. So by pushing your goal up and being really energetically aligned with that goal, right, where it's done going to be life-changing, it's going to be legacy changing. So if your goal doesn't change your legacy or other people around you and doesn't benefit everyone's lives around you, it's not big enough. And so that's what the difference between the B and the C goal. But in reality, it still takes steps to get there. So it's now taking down this next step and chunking it down. Right. right. So as you're doing the action, you're going to visualize the outcome of each action. So if I have a block of time for an hour and I'm going to regenerate, I'm going to visualize how many people they are going to come to me. How many consults am I going to book today? What kind of income am I going to make this week? Right. So it's really chunking it down and making it really specific and measurable, just like working out daily. Well, I got hate running, absolutely hate running. hate running. I know I'm not a runner either. Somebody who's over 200 pounds doesn't like running. No. <laughs> but in order to push through it, I'm visualizing myself as if something has never been achieved before. Right. That's a big ticket of achieving the goal is if you don't believe it, it won't happen. So really chunking it down. Ten more minutes, five more minutes, free through the last minute. And so that you're going to be needing to visualize both of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's such, such great advice. When I first started my business, because I know there's a lot of people in my Facebook group that are looking to start their own business, and they're scared to death. And I know how that feels, because I was there. When I first started, it was this goal, like, okay, I'm going to start my business. I actually did it just out of boredom, which is crazy, because I didn't had a feeling like, oh, I'm going to start my business. And this is I'm going to have my own business. I never ever thought I was going to have my own business. I was. Um, just, uh, you know, working the, working the job, working for the man and doing the thing. So um, when I started, I had this goal, like, okay. And this, I have visions of what my company was going to look like. And, and uh, it's changed over the years, but I am now almost 12 years into owning my business, which is incredible. I cannot believe it. And at this point now, Um, it's kind of running itself, you know, you get to the point where it's, um, I feel like it's, of course I'm doing all the motion to, to make it happen and reading all my goals and increasing and getting more clients and and hiring more people and doing all of that. But you become so, um, It just becomes second nature after a while because it's something that I've been doing. So yes, it's not fun to, you know, do all the lead generation that has to happen and the marketing and the marketing is, you know, social media and being all over and being visible is super important. I can't have a business if I don't do that. I have to be out there visible, which is what I tell all of the people in my group. But um, just having that goal for my business, I really just kind of did it. It was in 2008, nine when the economy crashed and, you know, the, my company I was working for wasn't doing anything at that point because it was a commercial real estate company. So I thought, OK, well, I got nothing going on. I'll start a business. And here I am 12 years later, and I cannot believe it. So it can happen. I truly believe what you say is about this visualizing and and really happening. But those those steps to get there is challenging. But just take a little bit every day and just keep going. That's the biggest advice I can give is keep going and don't give up. Like I didn't, I've had lots of ups and downs with my business just, you know, three years ago, I thought, oh my gosh. And look what happened last year, all of the event industry shut down. So it is possible to keep going. And I'm, we are just this year. I mean, I can't even believe how many events we're doing because, you know, everybody's anxious to get back out there. So I I truly believe that. And I think it's awesome. And I just love your story. I did not know that about you. So I think that's really awesome so how do you visualize something that hasn't occurred yet or feels unattainable
1: yeah so this is the biggest thing is that most people feel like that's that's for them and that's not for me and so really it's now starting to look at why do you not see yourself as equal to everybody else and that's the beginning it's really like where do you where do, where did you get the breakdown that you weren't enough who said that to you because you're telling yourself stories right so that's right. Of that deeper conversation, I get really deep with clients, so it's kind of hard for me to like, you know, make it light and fluffy. But it's really digging deep to where where do you not feel that that's attainable for you? Because absolutely everything is attainable. It's just a matter of if you decide it is or not. Right. And and part of it will feel fake until again the repetition continues, and that mm-hmm. can be growth of self awareness of okay, this is what I got to work on today. This is what I got to work on tomorrow, and this is what I'm going to work on next month, and then. I'm going to really break it down to say, what is it going to take for me to get to that? As opposed to let's get rid of all the noise. Right. That's not available to me.
0: Right. Definitely get rid of the noise. And don't think because someone else is doing, you know, a super successful. Listen, people might look at me and say, oh my gosh, she's so successful. I'm there. I can't do that. I was in the same place. My business is really booming right now, and but I work. 12 years, really 30 years to get where I am today. So this didn't happen overnight. I have been working my butt off all this time to get here. So it don't look at what everybody else is doing. Just focus on what you need to do and it will happen for you. I, I promise you. And I know, Stephanie, you can feel the same way. And Marty says, this seems like good advice prior to a big corporate meeting or a tense customer meeting or even an athlete before an important game or match, which is so true. Um, is every Even if it's just that big client, it's not just the big whole business, right? It could be that big client or, um, you know, or an athlete, which I know that he was an athlete. So (laughs) I know who that is. So um, but yeah, that's really great. So it's such great advice. Um, And it just it's just the big I think the big piece of that is shutting out all the noise around you.
1: My favorite term and you can write it down is don't compare insides to other people's outsides.
0: Don't compare your insides to other
1: people's outsides. It's so true, right? Because I'll tell you, um, after interviewing hundreds and hundreds of people, knowing people's businesses inside and out, there's always a perception of what people want you to see and what's the re- Everybody's dealing with something, no matter what level, everybody's dealing with something. And it's just a matter of how do you handle and how do you react. And so I always say, like, there's absolutely no difference between somebody who's starting out in business and someone who's been in business a long time, because literally, this person down here can be completely open to, and to coaching or to what's being told that they can just skyrocket here. And this person might stay here forever because so, right. you know, if you are willing to change and you're willing to be open and willing to be receptive to growth it is the biggest ticket item for I can give you today.
0: That's so true. I, I, I tell, um, I I tell, you know, the people in my group, the same thing. And um, I just, you just have to keep, you know, keep that noise out. So, and being open to, to being coached and that's what helped me. I listened, I absorbed. Like when, if I'm getting into a coaching program, which I highly recommend, Anybody who's, you know, looking to advance in their businesses, coaching is is very, very important. Go get with somebody who's been there and done it. I tell all the nightmare stories. Any of the stories that are like things that have happened that are just like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know how I got through it. I tell them to, you know, the event and wedding planners in my group, and it's so that they can learn from that. And they honestly, everyone that I've coached and I've said some things about, you know, working with this AV team or whatever that looks like, they remembered those nightmare stories because those are the ones that people remember. They don't remember the good stuff. They only remember the bad things. And um, but it teaches them. It teaches them, you know, to, to think about how to handle situations, which I think are fun. They weren't fun at the time when I was going through them, but we all go through them. And even at, even with all the experience that I have, there's always something that comes up. It's never going to be like this. I don't care how many years you're in business. It's always like this. So just know that and just keep going, you know. So um, how can I raise my financial thermostat?
1: Yeah, so this is one of my absolute favorite topics because um, I like to play a little game. So I'll give you the rules of the game and you can play it at home. Okay. I'll everybody just as is a great like starter to get people's ex, you know expanding in their mind and I play a little game with them to start looking at where are they blocked and where do they have no problem spending money because everybody will say well I don't have money for this or I don't have money for that but they spend money on what they feel is important to them. If you look at how much money you paid in interest or the government this year, that's a lot of money you gave away. But you know, sometimes we won't spend time on ourselves like to go get a massage or get our nails and something for us. Right and we like to play this game to see like where are they blocked? Where's their trigger points? And it's it's a simple game. So I basically give you money to play with, right? And I say, I'm gonna give you in a thousand dollars right now and you have thirty seconds to spend it. What are you gonna spend it on? Go. And, and here are the rules. You can't spend it on anything but yourself. You can't give it to your kids. You can't put it on debt. You can't put it on your credit card. It's gone in 30 seconds. So you better use it. And right. then when you write it down. Okay, next day it's 2000 And then it doubles. Every time it doubles until you get to $2.5 million. So some people have never thought about what they would do with $2.5 million because they feel like that's not attainable. So I like to start seeing where is their block? Where was it hard to spend the money? Where was it really easy to spend the money? And then do this with your partner to see if you're aligned. You know, what are we going to invest our money in when we get it? Because if you're not ready to receive it, the more universe will give it to you. Right. So here, here's a start. Is well self-awareness, number one. And then I ask questions like, what's the most amount of money you've ever earned in your life? Right? So then they might not have actually observed it. What did, some people don't even know what they made last year? So yeah. to look back the last five years. Has it been steady increase? Has it gone up and down? So here's another question that I have to dig deeper. You know, was there a huge loss? Here's here's a lot of things that a lot of people are going through. You know, you make all this wealth, you spend all this time building up business and then COVID happens. Right. Or happens or someone gets sick and sometimes we make a plummet and then we have to now bit, bit, dig back up again. And that in itself can lower your financial thermostat Right, because now where you thought abundantly, fear is now controlling your money. Fund. Right, and so the way that we start is asking questions, digging deeper, playing this little money game because it's fun and it raises your vibration. So who doesn't like spending money, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yep. and that's one of the ways. But also being aware of who you surround yourself with, and who you've surrounded yourself with to this point. So your parents, how much money did they earn? What were the conversations you had at home? You know, what's really dig deep into your subconscious of how you think about money. You know, if I were to say money doesn't grow on trees, everybody's heard it. Like money doesn't come easily to me. Well, let's change that. Let's change that. And so here's another thing is, is starting to say positive affirmations. So whatever you were telling yourself, what's the opposite of that? So when you've had a list of all the things that you have been raised to believe, The opposite of that is now what I want you to affirm daily. Money does come easily to me. I live abundantly. I am able to build this wealth so that I can contribute and give more. All of the words that really inspire you, because that just automatically raises your vibration, right? Then add this into your daily habit of looking at your goal. Attach your daily affirmations to that. And I do it before meetings, like as was mentioned before. If you have something really important that you're going to be going for, really want to raise that energy vibration. So I like to say, I'm a money magnet. I'm a money magnet, and I have a little dance to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it raises your energy.
0: Right.
1: right? So those are some tips that you can start to increase your financial thermostat.
0: Yeah, I'm always about, like, not putting, you know, putting positive energy out there. I think it's really important, and not saying, like, turning something negative around. Even just putting it out in the universe, I get weird about that. I always like to make it positive. So, I, I, I totally agree with that. So let's talk about examples of uh, multiple streams, sources of income, because I did talk about this when I lost you on the, at the beginning of this. I figured, okay, let me just talk about what were sources of income. And I talked a little bit, I shared um, with uh, about how vet planners can make money through, um, you know, commissions from vendors, commissions from the hotel, sleeping room blocks. Um, I do some coaching. So here, you know, those are a few examples. But why don't you give us some examples of how to think about uh, extra streams of income?
1: Yeah. So this is one, again, I love all these topics. That's why I'm here to discuss them. But Money, multiple sources of income is something that is not like, I think something to think about. It's something that needs to be. So if you don't have multiple streams of income right now, I would want you to look at what are my next steps to get to multiple sources of income? So let's say, for example, you're not an entrepreneur, but you work for somebody every day. So that's one stream of income. Mm -hmm. So what you need to now consider is becoming an entrepreneur, at least on the side. So is there a side hustle that I can start? right? Because one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is the write-offs. So how can I lower my taxes at the end of the year? Right. Part of my, um, my mortgage and my home and my gas bills. So just by having a side hustle that's a second source of income, and now I'm also paying less in tax benefit. Number two, if you don't own real estate yet, you need to get on board. (laughs) I think people are going to say, I can't afford real estate. So my next question to you is where can you afford real estate? It may not be where you are. It may be that you rent currently where you're at and you go and find somewhere else where you would qualify to buy at a lower rate, or maybe it's a partnership with somebody who can get you to that next step because owning real estate is not going anywhere. People are always going to need a home to live. Right. Look at the stats. For example, in Toronto last year, it went up 33% in a pandemic. You know, that's a lot of increase. And over the last 10 years, every decade we double in price. So if you buy today, a year from now, you're gonna have a whole lot more money that you didn't work for. Right. So why not pay a mortgage, right? So the next question is, if you can't afford a mortgage, who can help you get that mortgage? Where else can I buy? And you wanna have a stream of income where someone else is paying your mortgage, right? So that's another stream of income. So passive income through real estate. And that in itself can be a whole hour topic to talk about how you get massive passive income. Um, Another thing is investing in something before it's built. So having a small, let's say another down payment, you don't qualify yet, but you have enough for a down payment and it's going to take two or three years to build or four years to build in the condos perspective. And that, that can be a four year window for you to then increase your income, be able to qualify, but your base income, or your base money invested will increase over time. So that's just sitting there collecting money. Season investments is another source of income but what we wanted to do just like when we tell you in business is to not just focus on one thing you want to touch on all platforms so that you know that if one's not working well you can jive one up or bring one down the thing also with real estate is once you've made enough income you can sell it or refinance it to now buy more properties right so just stick all your money in one spot you want it to build up all right we're going to refinance we're going to buy a few more houses we're going to let it come up. We're going to buy a few more houses. So if you did that every two to three years, you bought something. By the time you retire, you might have 10 or 15 properties. What would your life look like if you did that? A lot of people buy their home, they go to work, and then they stay like this for the rest of their life. And they're not building equity. They're not building opportunities. And this is also not just for yourself, but building your wealth for your family and your childhood mm-hmm. and the support of your family. Um, other sources of income is... Um, entrepreneurship as an affiliate so for example if you have a a company that you really believe in that really creates a difference and you can say with your heart that you want to refer this person a lot of people are willing to pay referrals and you have no overhead cost you have nothing to worry about but as you're sending people business they are going to give you kickback another source of income so I want I want you to really look at what are the things that I can do to create passive income another thing is ebooks have you ever considered writing an ebook? Writing an ebook, putting it out there, and collecting a paycheck at the end of the day. But what I want you to really dig deep and say, what's my sources of incomes? What have I not looked into? And then talk to somebody who's done that thing and get the mentorship for it. Right? Yeah. You don't want to do this alone.
0: Right. Great, great advice. And I just said yesterday, i've owned property my whole life and just prior to sandy hurricane which was nine years ago now um i sold my last piece of property and i haven't owned because i live in new york city it is very expensive. I moved to the Upper West Side and I wanted to see if I liked the area. So I didn't buy anything, but I just yesterday said, I, I'm kind of getting a bug here and I want to start, I want to look into buying something. So you've given me some good ideas. And even if you like, again, you don't have to buy something in a really expensive area. You can go buy something that's in an area that you can afford and you don't have to live there. You can rent it out. So, which helps pay for the mortgage and all of that, and you're getting the write-offs for it. So um i think that's a really a really good idea so i'm gonna i'm gonna you just put a bug in my ear so there you go
1: and you want you also want to look at multiple residences as well so if you're going to be looking at investment property something that's going to give you cash flow you want to make sure you know your numbers before doing something like that yeah that is going to give you positive cash flow and if not if the appreciation is going to override that positive cash flow yeah last 10 years
0: right so you're in toronto right Mm-hmm. So anybody listening, I have a, a wide variety of people here that are from all over all over the world. So if you're in that area, because I don't think you're licensed here for the US, but if you're in that area, you know, look you've got to connect with Stephanie because she's a master at all of this stuff. So that's great. Um, so how can I get over my past or current money problems?
1: So the biggest thing is forgiveness. So a lot of people are tied to their past and the reasons why they became into their current situation, if it's negative or positive, right? Yeah. So a lot of people carried a lot of debt. I would tell you, honestly, by speaking to a lot of people, the average income is about 60 to 70,000, and then our cost of living is higher. Right. This constant struggle for people and they think they're alone in it. And I'll tell you, a lot of people are in that same situation. And a lot, again, like things I brought up in the past, like divorce, like, like COVID, like people getting sick, People not being able to do what they originally thought they were going to do into a slower slump. So that's a lot of that, what people are dealing with. And so they need to forgive themselves. And it doesn't change who you are and your ability to make more money. It really puts a block on you when you're constantly thinking about why I didn't get this way or why this happened to me or, geez, if I didn't have all this stuff, I'd be over here. That constant negative thought and energy lives in your subconscious now. So again, it's changing those thoughts and it's forgiveness, forgiving yourself that everything happens to, uh, for us and not to us, you know? So if you can live by this mantra, I like anytime you think, wow, did, why did this happen to me again? think you're putting a little knife in your heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It happened to, to you. It happened for you, right? It put you a light under your fire to say, I'm never letting this happen. And I forgive myself for that because you only can deal with what you can at the moment. Right can't change the past but you can change your present you can change your future right, right? sounds a lot of woo woo right and I, I know that
0: well but, it's true i believe in that completely
1: yeah and it really is you have to let go of it and if you can't do it on your own to seek some support around that because it really does dig dig deep, deep in a lot of people and it's something that you really can just change your world by changing your thinking right yeah. change your thoughts and everything else change
0: That's so true. It's so true.
1: Let go of it. Know that it doesn't decide who your future is and know that you can make a change at any moment.
0: And so with that, how do I overcome money blocks?
1: So the block lies within your thoughts. So again, changing your thoughts. What I do is I actually write out as part of my morning routine. So now that five minutes is now turning into a 30 minute. Just I don't know if you noticed that yet. So (laughs) I've, whatever you can get in that five, but really you want to dedicate 30 minutes every day to a morning ritual. And in my morning ritual, I'll do my meditation. I'll do my visualization. I'll do my stretches. Obviously, if you're going to work out, okay, it's getting longer, right? Right. Yeah, is important. Yeah. And so with that comes writing and journaling. So changing your thoughts and changing what your past was into your future. So writing out as it was, scratching it out and writing as it will be or as it currently is every day sitting in that and visualizing that Mm -hmm. so current past debt fear anxiety hurt all that stuff we want to scratch it out burn it up rip it apart and then rewrite it in the present and
0: it can be done for
1: any habit you're trying to change but with the habit you want to start with the thoughts around the habit and then the habit right so if your if your mind is not aligned the action will not take the the positive effect that you're looking for So, again, aligning the mind with whatever it is. And that money block has to do with how you see yourself, your self-image, the guilt around it. So, like, really assessing where that block is coming from and now letting it go. Right. Advice and support around that.
0: Really great stuff. Really great stuff. So why don't you tell us about your workshop? I know you have a workshop, so tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I actually do a workshop where I sit down and I actually do a visualization uh, exercise with you, where we really look at the be, do, have, and why. Like, Why do you want to do this? Who do you want to be? What do you want to achieve and why? And then we look at um, what the next one to three years will look like and what beyond will look like. Um, With that, then we set up a schedule of what you're going to now lock that down in the next 12. and then from that point, we're going to map out your next year. So these are one of the workshops that we have upcoming. You can just reach out to me directly if you want to get access to it. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, launch variation workshops and things that we are doing part of Unstoppable Entrepreneur as well. So you can just reach out to me for that. Okay, awesome.
0: And so how does everybody find you? Where, where can we reach out to you?
1: So the best way is just to email me directly, paveo.stephanie at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, paveo.stephanie. And then you can find me on Facebook as well.
0: Okay. So that's P-A-V-A-O dot Stephanie at gmail.com is your email, right? So, and, but the is your name. So if you just Google her name, you'll find her, but um, thank you so much. This has been so amazing. I love talking about money and mindset and all of that. I, it's the scariest thing, especially with trying to start a business um, I know, you know, a lot of people in my Facebook group are looking to start their own businesses, and they're scared to death because of the money situation. But this is just really encouraging a lot of great stuff. And I think just sitting with it and and visualizing and, uh, you know, really visualizing what your goals are is really important. So and writing them down, getting them out of your head is really important. So thank you so much. I'm so happy you were here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. So next week I have my next guest is going to talk about LinkedIn and everything to do with, you know, being successful on LinkedIn. He is amazing. You're not going to want to miss this. Come back next Thursday and I'll see you guys later. Have a fantastic day. Bye.